0: It's time for Spotlight on KRWC, and on this uh, Wednesday morning, it's our third Wednesday of the month, and we visit with uh, members of the Wright County Board of Commissioners on each third Wednesday on a rotating basis, and Commissioner Derek Vetch joins us for a program here today. Derek, uh, welcome. Good morning to you. Nice to have you with us.
1: Good morning, Jim. Coming through okay
0: for you there? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I don't believe that we've had a chance to congratulate you since uh, the victory in the uh, elections here last month. So uh, uh, congratulations on another term in office for uh, the county board, That would be a good feeling.
1: I appreciate that. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be able to go forward with another four years to uh, see through a number of projects that I've I been involved with and want to see through. So uh, onward and upward, to great things for uh, Wright County and its citizens.
0: Uh, there's been lots going on. Of course, this has been a crazy year. Um, I'm not sure how much recap of the year we want to do. I think uh, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people probably remember. But uh, it's required some things from the county board that uh, I don't think have probably ever had to be done before. You know, uh, authorizing closures of of uh, windows at the government center for a while, and and all kinds of different things.
1: Uh, I tell you, I I never envisioned uh, four years ago when going into office that I would ever be involved in a pandemic of this scale and in making the changes and the decisions that we've had to make in the last year. It was uh, pretty surreal.
0: And yet uh, a lot of things getting done. And of course, some some really big things uh, this past year um, with the completion of the uh, Justice Center and uh, kind of getting that online and and uh, the government center construction continuing so a couple of big things there
1: uh, yes Tim we uh, we actually also finished the uh, training facility uh, just south of the city of Buffalo, our southwest of the city of Buffalo which is actually we have a virtual tour that's available on the county website if anybody's interested in seeing what that training facility that we partnered with the FBI on is uh, what it looks like, there's a virtual tour out there available for that. We're hoping to have virtual tours of the Justice Center on the county website within the next month or so. We're in the process of putting that virtual tour together as well. So those that are interested, uh, check it out.
0: Uh, and as far as uh, other action that's, uh, that's been going on, quite a bit of uh, things being discussed and considered. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and, and talk yeah. a few points that you have here
1: finished out and we approved the creation of a county eda uh so an economic development authority Uh, this was kind of a discussion that we've had over the last uh year and a half or better mostly surrounding the liquidation of county properties uh it was in our best interest as a county to create an economic development authority to liquidate the properties uh the government center the pomida building as well as some other properties in the county that in the future we may need to liquidate uh gives us more options to leverage those properties. So we went forward with that. Um, We'll actually have our first Wright County EDA meeting starting in January of this year. Uh, It'll be a seven-member board uh, made up of the five commissioners and two other at-large members. Those other two at-large members will be placed uh, at the first meeting in January. Uh, We'll be creating the bylaws for this Economic Development Authority uh, at that time. But we also set three goals. I mean, outside of the liquidation of property, we also wanted to uh, partner with the local cities and townships to meet their development needs. So this is an economic development authority that really is here to be an additional layer to cities or townships if needed. Uh, We're not going to be a driving force, at least at this point from an economic development standpoint. And then we also wanted to have access to uh, state and federal funds that right now a lot of the uh, municipalities and townships wouldn't have access to if they, if they had large-scale projects without a county EDA. Um, we are not giving this economic development authority any taxing authority, so it won't be adding any additional taxes to the ta- uh, taxpayers. It won't have a line-item tax. So it, it's it, minimal impact to the, to the people, but a lot of uh, benefits.
0: Sure. And this uh, is now um, in place, or when does it take place?
1: The county board approved the creation of the EDA uh, just this past month, and they'll be actually creating having their first meeting as an economic development authority in January. And that's where we'll create the the finer bylaws of the organization.
0: All right. Okay, so that's so, uh, addition, a yeah. brand-new item and a, and a big one, too.
1: Yes, and uh, just as of uh, yesterday, we uh, made the transition from the Auditor Treasurer from being uh, elected to appointed. That was just approved at yesterday's board meeting. We had it out there kind of in the public over the last uh, two or three weeks. This is kind of a move to put us uh, more in line with uh, other counties in the state as well as to give us kind of long-term continuity in our finances. So, uh, you know, just over the last uh, uh, two years, Nine other counties have already made this transition. Uh, So bringing the total to, uh, I think, around 34, 36 counties, depending where they're all at, have made this transition across the state from elected auditor treasurer to appointed.
0: Talk a little bit again, if you would, uh, Derek, about what that change means uh, and as far as um, um, any additional or different um, items that that Particular position would be in charge of, or does the position pretty much change, stay the same, but only uh, is now an appointed instead of an elected uh, position?
1: I mean, the role itself, in it, for the most part, stays the same. Um, it, it just, in our case, uh, some of the roles change from one person to a next, and we kind of split the roles from the auditor to one one place and the treasurer to another. Um, but a lot of them, the Biggest difference, obviously, is that you will never see a auditor treasurer on the ballot in Wright County in the years to come. Uh, but the, the main rules of the managing of the finance it will be there. It's just more we'd be hiring that position as a county board and, and a, as a part of administration and based it on a traditional hiring practice versus a, a ballot methodology for managing your county finances.
0: Mm-hmm. And what's the thinking of uh, the other counties uh, as well as yourself? Just kind of more consistency? Is that it? or
1: Consistency, and a lot of it is wanting to be able to uh, manage the... Because when you're managing large amounts of money, it's about the ability to uh, have the right people in the right position, and you never know with elections... What you what could come out of it, and there's a lot of statutory power that comes with that position, that you want to make sure uh, your county board has the ability to oversee it, and you don't necessarily know who you may get from one election to the next when you're somebody to manage your finances. Uh, That was one concern, and then there's other concerns about just that long-term consistency uh, of not always at every election having somebody new coming in and trying to shake up your finances within the county. And how they are reported and how they are, what the fiscal controls are, especially when you're dealing with, uh, you know, $160 million uh, annually, you really want that consistency there.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, especially for growing counties, I can kind of see how, you know, um, major shakeups every four years or whatever would, would, you know, it would take. Probably, uh, if that happened, it would take almost a full year probably to kind of get things uh, rolling again. And then, you know, before you know it, it's back to election time.
1: And we've been very fortunate. I mean, uh, all of our auditor treasurers in Wright County have been ones that have been internal candidates, and they've served long periods of time, so we haven't had a lot of those transitions. But who's to say at that point that that could change at any time? Uh, The current auditor treasurer, uh, Bob Hivela, was... uh, uh, very supportive of making this change because he understands that potential volatility in the future, and he w- he wants to make sure that we s- he sets Wright County up as well as the County Board for success in the long term. So there was that was a lot of the uh, methodology for this change.
0: Sure, talking with Derek Vetch of the Wright County Board of Commissioners, and um, I just wanted to to uh, kind of reflect uh, for a minute about uh, the fact that you've got uh, two new. Board members uh, coming on board in the early part of 2021, and uh, it wasn't long ago that um, that you were part of kind of a new uh, uh, group of uh, commissioners that kind of all came on at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I I tell you, it was uh... interesting last four years. The learning curve is steep, but uh, if you're really dedicated to it. It is the most rewarding job. I'm excited to uh, see Commissioner Wetter and Kaczmarek come forward here, and I think they'll do a wonderful job. I look forward to working with them. Uh, It'll be a uh, bittersweet goodbye to Commissioner Burrell and Potter. I've enjoyed working with them over the last four years. They have done amazing work for the citizens.
0: Um, What kind of preparation, if any, or or what things are you working on or are other board members working on to kind of, get ready for a transition to two different uh, voices on the board.
1: You know, so we've implemented a very, very robust uh, commissioner's handbook, and we're going to kind of sit down and do a uh, committee of the whole uh, right off the beginning of the year to kind of walk them through a lot of the methodology and what, th- what they should expect and kind of, uh, you know, what's the pathway for success in this position so that's our one thing that we've changed in the, in going forward is that we really want to kind of embrace these new people when they come into this role and really give them the tools to be successful. So that that's one thing I'm excited to say that uh, we've been able to do over the last year here when we knew that we'd have at least one new commissioner for sure when uh when Commissioner Burrell said he was going to retire so we started that because we knew we'd have one and uh, and we ended up having two so uh, we're in good shape then to get them uh on the ground running when they come in in January.
0: Will you set the uh, uh, various different committee appointments after the first of the year? Is that uh, generally when you do that?
1: So at the uh, January 5th meeting, we will be actually making all the various appointments at that actual first meeting of the year. Uh, so it's kind of a uh, a trading game, uh, kind of a seniority game. <laughs> it, historically, it's kind of the, uh, the senior members of your board kind of have their... Uh, first pick, and it's kind of a game of you you get appointed to a lot of your committees that maybe are more designed for the needs within your district in the county. So those are kind of the the first two methodologies that are used when getting appointed to boards.
0: I think a lot of time, uh, you know, just members of the general uh, public and residents of the county um, may or may not know how much is involved as far as uh, when you sit on the county board. It's not just the just the weekly meeting. I mean, there is probably the committee appointments really are, are as much of the job as anything.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, most of us sit on anywhere from 10 to 16 different advisory committees that some of them meet monthly, some of them meet twice a month, some of them meet quarterly. I mean, on any given week as a county commissioner, you probably have uh, five to seven other meetings outside of your weekly county board meeting, uh, not to mention then all the other uh, work that goes along with all those other advisory committees that you're sitting on. So it's a a definite full-time job. uh, You get to learn a lot of different things, and you get to be involved in a wide variety of topics. One day you can be doing uh, ditches and water management, and the next day you might be dealing with safety and law enforcement, and then the next day you're dealing with health and human services. It's it's a full gambit of different uh, topics.
0: Talk a little bit here before we close out, uh, Derek, if you will, about uh, what is going to be uh, some of the main topics of uh, discussion as 2021 begins. There will be a lot of things, obviously, that will be coming forward, but... What are some of the uh, first things that, that the board will be deciding on?
1: So the biggest one that we'll be dealing with here in just the next couple of weeks, um, if any of you may not know, the legislature just approved uh, some new legislation to help uh, businesses in the state of Minnesota. And uh, that new business relief fund that was delegated for counties for distribution will be coming forward Um the office of management and budget at the state right now is figuring out uh, some of the background rules on it and then the allocations on a per county basis we're anticipating that wright county will get uh... somewhere in the range of two to three million dollars that will be creating another uh... grant program for business relief the goal is uh... once we get that direction from mmb at the state to be able to create an application process and then to create Uh, just some qualifications for it. So hopefully people will be able to apply for it within the middle to late January and be able to get funds out there, hopefully by the first part of February, if not sooner.
0: So this will be somewhat similar to kind of the, the CARES funding that was distributed in, well, I guess in late 2020, just a few months ago, or a few weeks ago, really.
1: It'll be similar. Um, I think there's some intent for us to really kind of hone down to the business, uh, get the funds to the businesses that were really forced to have to be closed. You know, your theaters, your gyms, your table service restaurants, your bowling alleys. Uh, There's a whole number of those businesses that literally over the last month were have zero or very little revenue at all. And I think the goal about these funds is really trying to direct as much of it as we possibly can to those impacted industries.
0: And will the procedure be the, uh, will that be kind of the same as far as application or this, this one, uh, will be kind of, uh, directed by the County. Is that it?
1: Um, all indications at this point, it, uh, it'll be directed by the County. Uh, we're still, like I said, uh, it, this is all really fresh on our desk. So we're really trying to develop a process and we're trying to, uh, I guess make it even more robust from the last time, you know, you you we haven't had to have to do this before with the cares fund, it was kind of more of a learning curve and now we are uh, much more uh prepared for it than we were the previous time for allocating these types of grants. So I feel we will be able to get a a much swifter process for applicants.
0: Yeah, and as you mentioned, really much needed for um, a good share of uh service type businesses, you know, and entertainment and uh, food service and various other businesses that have really been hard hit. Uh,
1: it, Tim, it just, it just tears me down inside to see all these, these hardworking restaurateurs, theater owners, gyms, and seeing them just sitting there on the bench and not being able to utilize their business or their skills. Uh, I mean, it's, it's terrible, but I mean, there, there is a, there is an illness out there and you know, it's, Everybody has a personal perspective on uh, on how dangerous that is. So let's just get them open and get everybody going. Oh. Uh, at least we'll be getting vaccine distributions. We are getting information from the state on that, and our public health will be assisting with that. So as everybody already knows, they're doing that vaccine distribution to healthcare care workers at this point, and that's part of the Phase 1. The Phase 2, they'll be getting it out to more of the uh, assisted living facilities and nursing homes So hopefully in a short period of time here, we'll be back to normal.
0: That would be awfully nice. Uh, It's been uh, a pretty long road, and yet when you look at it uh, with the development of the vaccine and the now distribution coming before even uh, we flip the calendar year over, that's a pretty amazing feat in and of itself, too.
1: It is. When you look at it, you know, nine months to the first uh, vaccination from when we uh, shut down in the state. That's pretty pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else that, uh, is coming up here before the end of the year? Uh, how many more meetings do you guys have? Just one maybe left or two?
1: Yep. Just our last meeting will be on December 29th. We will, uh, bid farewell to, uh, Commissioner Brell and Potter. So just one more meeting there. Uh, and then it'll be off to a busy 2021. Right, so yeah. look forward to that. Get our new, be moving into our new government center. Uh, hopefully, prospectively around September of 2021, so that'll be moving forward. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get that new dental center open here uh, not long after that, hopefully, maybe the later part of 2021.
0: So some bright things on the horizon. I, um, uh, Before we go, I want to make mention of the fact, too, that I think uh, you guys were at least scheduled to hear from County Attorney Tom Kelly yesterday. I know we're going to have him on the program next week to kind of reminisce about his long, long career with Wright County, but maybe you want to close with that today.
1: Yes. Uh, thank you, Tim, for uh, reminding me. On that That was on my list of uh, many things. I, I could have talked to you for probably two hours here today. Uh, I, I want to say thank you to uh, County Attorney Tom Kelly for his wonderful many years of service. Uh, we will be greatly missed. And uh, I hope he enjoys his uh, next phase in retirement of his life uh, and we welcome uh, new county attorney Brian Lutz and he'll do a fantastic job.
0: What's and, and Brian is uh, going to be filling out the term and then is, is that for two years or you are you aware? I'm not quite sure. Yep. If, so he'll okay.
1: be up in 2022'll uh, be the uh, Mr. Lutz will be up for uh, the county attorney election okay. at that point. Yep.
0: Very good. All right, well, we appreciate all of the info, as always, and again, congratulations, and we'll uh, get set to uh, talk to you again throughout the year here in 2021, as well as the uh, new commissioners and uh, the uh, commissioners that are uh, staying on the county board as well. So uh, have a great holiday season, albeit uh, kind of a little different, but uh, we'll talk to you again in 2021.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you. You take care as well. Thank you. Okay.
0: Thanks, Derek. Derek Vetch, Ryan County Commissioner, on our spotlight here for you for today on KRWC.